I don't have time for self-care. Have you ever said that? Or do you know anybody who said it? Or had a conversation with a friend and you're both like, yeah, you know what? I know I'm supposed to do self-care. I hear about it all the time. People on Instagram talk about it. Buzzword, 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 self-care. I know I'm supposed to do it. Yeah, I hear you. I don't have time for it. This is the episode for you and for your friend. So forward this to the friend that, or the 18 friends, maybe, that you've had this conversation with. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Today, I want to talk about setting up a self-care routine. Well, why do we want to do a routine? A routine is just a string of habits. You might have heard it called habit stacking, or I mean, I'm sure you know the word routine. I didn't make it up, obviously. But when we talk about doing things in a routine or habit stacking, we do that so you don't have to be motivated to do the things that are good for you, that are important, that you know are self-care. You just set up a routine and you automatically do them. You already know you need to do self-care, but let's talk about why. Sets you up to win, it makes you feel good, and you know that if you don't take care of yourself, you're not gonna be able to take care of other people. And for most people, Taking care of others is a huge motivator. I know that a lot of people I work with are women who are maybe, maybe not. I don't want to make an unfair judgment, but a lot of the women that I work with are highly motivated to take care of other people, whether it's their kids, whether it's their parents, whether it's their students at school, if they're a teacher, whether it's other people at work. A lot of the people I work with are natural caregivers, and I know a lot of men are that way too. I have a lot of men in my life who are natural caregivers and who want to prioritize others. So don't forget, when you take care of yourself, you can remind yourself it's so that you can do a better job taking care of others. So if that's a motivator for you, lock in to that. I was also listening to a podcast recently where the guest was saying, that when you don't take care of yourself, it's like having bad breath. It affects everyone around you. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a great analogy. That is so true. That was The guest was Dr. Daniel Amen, who has a new book out called You Happier, You, Happier by Dr. Daniel Amen. So just to give credit where credit's due for that amazing analogy, when you are not taking care of yourself, when you're putting yourself last, when you're depleting your energy, when you're not engaging in any kind of, I'm taking care of myself, refilling my my well, re-energizing myself, guess what happens? It's like having bad breath, which I think most of us are hyper paranoid about. I mean, do you ever try to do the, you know, like blow into your mouth, like, and see if you can smell your own breath? I don't know that that works super great, but I will say, that when we all started wearing masks, uh, I was able to smell my breath and I wasn't always pleased with the results. So 
Let's talk about setting yourself up with a self-care routine so that you don't have the bad breath of not taking care of yourself so that you can take better care of others. And also just because you know, you know, if you have ever done anything nice for yourself ever, if you've ever gone for a walk, taken a little vacation, taken a day to yourself, taken a day out with a friend, you know that it feels good. And a big part of becoming future you is about enjoying the journey, okay? And enjoying the journey means finding and doing things that make you feel good while you're on the way to becoming this ideal version, this five-star, authentic, true-to-you version of yourself. So you might also hear people refer to a self-care routine as a morning routine, Let me say up front, you do not have to do it in the morning. I know that some people are not morning people. How do do you like to structure your day? Are you really sluggish in the morning? Maybe you sleep until the last possible second and it really takes several hours for your brain to turn on, but you are like at your peak at like eight o'clock in the evening. That's great. You're not a morning person. That's fine. Your routine does not have to go in your morning. Maybe it needs to be a lunch break routine. Maybe it needs to be an early evening routine. If you are like Mel and you really are at your best in the morning, I wake up, it takes maybe 30, 45 minutes for my brain to actually turn on. But usually within an hour of waking up, I am like good to go, firing in all cylinders. And I want to do this self-care routine when I am at my best because I want to give myself my best energy because I find that I get the most out of my routine from that. So what goes into a self-care routine or a morning routine or a lunch break routine or an evening routine? For me, I like to think of it as prescriptions for Mel's happiness. So things that make me feel good and fill my well and give me energy. So I'm just going to kind of walk through my routine and hope that it gives you ideas. I'm also going to give you ideas from other people's routines. But the thing I want you to keep in mind is, will this be a favor for future me? Will future me be glad I did this thing? Now, remember, future you is any you beyond this moment. So it might be later in the day you. It might be tomorrow you. might be five years from now you, 10 years from now you. Will a version of future you be glad that you did this thing? Will it make her feel better and enjoy life more and help her become that authentic version of herself? So for me, I get up, I, uh, I wanna say I feed my animals first, I don't. I do my bathroom routine, so brush my teeth, put on my, face stuff, put in my contacts, get dressed in my workout clothes because part of my morning routine, spoiler alert, is exercise. And if I put on my workout clothes, which are, let's just be honest, they're not as comfortable as my non-workout clothes. That bra is just like so tight. I know that that's the point of sports bras, but you know, getting to take it off after my workout is a pretty good reward. So I take care of my my bathroom routine, which 
by the way, counts as self-care. Is showering part of taking care of yourself? Yes. How would you feel if you never showered? Gross. You would feel gross if you were never able to clean yourself. So guess what? Even if you said, I don't have time for self-care, you do. And you already are. You already are making time for it because I want to bet that you are making some time for regular hygiene practices. Good for you. You're already doing self-care. Let's build on that. So part of the habit stacking and the routine is building on things you're already doing automatically. That's how I built this morning routine for myself. So I do my bathroom stuff. I then take my little dog out because she can't wait forever. And I appreciate that she waits for me to get my contacts in so that I don't have to go outside not able to see anything. Take my dog out. And this is part of my waking up too because I like early morning. Maybe you don't. In which case, maybe it's daylight already. And if you're taking your dog out, guess what? The sunlight is great for helping you wake up. So if you have a dog and you're more likely to just like open the door and let them out, maybe you want to add in a couple minutes where you actually go stand outside too because the sunlight is going to help you wake up and it's going to help you set a good circadian rhythm for your body. So let my dog out, come in, feed my animals. No, they're not going to wait. I have people ask me all the time, um, you know, Mel, I, I heard that I'm supposed to have a morning routine or, you know, maybe it's something they've been learning in Unlock Your Five Star Future, my course, or maybe they read Becoming Future You, my book. And I kind of talk about helping to build some of these positive habits for yourself. And they're like, but I need to feed my animals first. Of course you do. Of course you need to feed them first. If they're going to annoy the actual heck out of you, <laughs> then of course you need to feed them first. I was talking with a friend and she was saying, oh, well, I'm trying to meditate. But if I get out of my bed, then my animals know I'm up and they need me to feed them. But if I meditate in my bed, I fall back asleep. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe part of your routine is you feed the animals. So you feed the animals and then I really get to move into the parts that are for, for me that might you might be more likely to consider self-care. So I pray. And I, while I'm doing this, I also do my chiropractor exercises. So my chiropractor gave me a series of exercises that include like wobbling and getting my spine warmed up and wearing this head weight to help put the curve back in my neck and, and doing these little neck cracky things. So while I am praying, I'm also wearing my little weight crown and doing the, the walking in place, or in my case, it's walking on my treadmill that I'm supposed to do. So not every part of your self-care has to be like totally separate. So I do that. And then when I'm done, I take off my little crown and I do my affirmations while I'm still there walking on my treadmill. So I'm walking on my treadmill and I'm warming up my body and I'm standing here in front of my computer, but the screen is off. So it's almost like a mirror. And one of the tips that I learned from, I think it was reading a Louise Hay book. 
you can heal your body, probably. My cat wants to go out, but he's going to have to wait. <laughs> Even though I was just saying I feed them before <laughs> I do my morning routine. I hope you can hear him meowing in the background. He always has to make an appearance. So I say my affirmations while I'm looking in the semi-mirror of my computer. All of that takes about 10 minutes. Then I grab my journal and I sit down and I write down several things that I'm grateful for. I also do just some regular journaling. This is what's going on in my life. This is what I'm excited about. Maybe this is what I'm stressed about. I will say with my journaling first thing in the morning, I often don't dig super into things that are making me feel bad. Um, I might do that journaling later in the day because I have found that if I really dig into this is what's stressing me, this is what I'm sad about, this is who I really miss in my life, I can really put myself in an emotional place where I don't feel super great anymore. And the point of my morning routine is to pump myself up and, <clears throat> and really give myself energy for the day. I am not saying that that type of journaling is not important. It is. But I tend to do it later in the day when I have time to feel those feelings, then work them to a place of peace in that moment so that I can still sleep well at night. So after I do my journaling, then I do my planks. And when I talk about a prescription for Mel's happiness, I do not feel happy when I'm doing my planks. This is a favor for future Mel. I told you, as we're thinking about morning routine things and self-care routine, is it a favor for future you? Will future you be glad you did these things? Well, I totally cut planks out of my routine. They were something that my physical therapist had me start doing. I didn't like doing them. Of course I didn't. They're not fun. And I cut them out long enough that I started having pain in places again and realizing, oh, the planks are important. I'm going to add them back in. I'm going to have to build back up to the endurance that I had before. I got to get back up to that two-minute plank. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. So I stick it right smack in the middle of my morning routine so that at least I will keep doing it because future Mel wants me to. Then I move into exercise. By this point, I have walked in my treadmill. I've done my planks. I'm good and warmed up. And I do whatever workout I'm going to do. Some days it's no workout. I'm trying to shoot for like four to five days a week of exercise, depending on how I feel. If I'm sick, it's, it's not as many times. And it's more gentle. And maybe I just walk on my treadmill for the day. Then the last thing I do as part of the, um, well, let's not say last because I just told you that showering is an important part of, of uh, self-care. <clears throat> so then I meditate and I use an app called Headspace. And sometimes it's a five minute meditation. Sometimes it's a 15 minute meditation. It just kind of depends on, on my day. And one of the things that I'm working on is I, I, I'm not going to know who to credit this to. And it's, I, I think it's like a, 
It's an old saying, an old proverb. But if you're extremely busy, you know, meditate twice as long as as you normally would. That's not exactly how it is. But if you're really busy and you're really stressed, you should meditate for longer, not shorter. But our instinct is to go for shorter because like, man, I don't have 15 minutes right now. I need to get started working. I need to do this. I need to do that. You know what? I still fall prey to meditating for five minutes. It's something I'm working on. I'm far from perfect. I'm far from having everything figured out. So I meditate and then I eat, take my vitamins and shower. And that's, like I said, showering, self-care, vitamins, self-care. You probably maybe take a vitamin. I assume that you eat sometimes. Those are things for your body to take care of yourself. So sometimes you're doing self-care, but you're not giving yourself credit for it. That's my routine. How do I remember all those things? I have a little post-it right here on my computer, which is where I'm standing for a lot of it. All I really have to remember is the first thing. The habits kind of naturally carry me through, but also I have the post-it in case I forget like, okay, what am I supposed to do after my affirmations? Okay, I'm going to journal. Then I go do my planks. Now, are you going to copy Mel's routine exactly? No. No. Should you? No. You're not me. We're totally different. Maybe you don't need to do planks. Maybe you hold like, this, you have this amazing like core and it just stays and you just naturally build those muscles up and you don't need to do the planks. That's amazing. And I will try not to be jealous of you for having that skill. So some general guidelines for building your own morning, lunch, evening routine. Is it a favor for future you? Is future you going to be glad you did it? Is it going to make you feel good? Is it somehow going to give you energy? So for you, that might mean that you do a lot of journaling and you don't do meditation. It might mean that, you know, like I said, you don't need to do the planks, but you actually do have another Maybe it was a physical therapy exercise that you know you need to do. Or maybe you learned some wrist stretches that you wish you were doing more often. You kind of put that prescription for your happiness and for your health and for future you into the morning routine. Generally, you want to look for things that are something that's good for your, your mental health and I want to say well-being mental health and well-being. How often do we hear that? But you want to look for something that's good for your mental and spiritual health. So that might be the gratitude journaling. It might be meditation. It might be prayer. It might be sitting in silence. You'll notice that I'm doing all of these things. And that's because I found that when I start cutting things out, I start feeling not as good. I have a reminder in my calendar right now for the first of every month that says, Dear Future Mel, after you finished writing your book, you did not get back into your morning routine. Within a couple of months, you felt sad. You felt depressed. When you started doing your morning routine again, you felt better. It says some other things, but past Mel made this choice to 
kind of cut back the morning routine, not do the morning routine because I felt like writing pretty much as soon as I, I got up. You know, my brain turned on in about 20 minutes, which is about when I finished bathroom routine feeding the animals. And I wanted to write. I don't regret making that choice. And I tried to fit my morning routine in parts of later in my day. I'd work out later and I'd, um, you know, maybe meditate later. But I wasn't consistent about it. That was fine for a short period of time. But when it stretched to four or five months of me not really getting back into my morning routine, even though the book was done, guess what? I didn't feel good. I started to feel bad. And so that's why I had to set that reminder for myself to say, hey, Mel, your morning routine is for a reason and it does make you feel good and you need to you need to do it. OK, if you're going to put it to the side for a short period of time, you need to come back to it. So things that are favors for future use, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health and physical health. So part of your morning routine might be saying to yourself, you know what, a great favor that I could do for future me would be to drink some water. I know that I'm not drinking half my body weight in ounces of water. I know that if I am better hydrated, I will have more energy. My brain will work clearer, will work clearer. I'll be able to think better. (laughs) Wow, what a great way to say that. But I know that I'll be more creative. I'll have more ideas. Not to mention all the things that I won't be able to tell are happening when my body gets the amount of water that it's supposed to. So maybe part of your morning routine for your physical health is drinking a glass of water. Maybe it's exercise. We know, okay, and I said morning routine again, but again, lunchtime, evening, whatever routine, we know that exercise is a short-term and long-term favor for future you. You feel better after you finish exercising because you have the release of the happy hormones because you exercised and you have better mental clarity later in your day. You're more likely to make healthy choices when it comes to your food later in the day. And it's a favor for a long-term future you because 10 years from now, Mel, who's got 10 years of planks under her belt, hopefully will not have back pain or weird hip pain or random back aches because she kept her core strong. So that's why I'm doing this for her. That's why I'm doing the dang planks. So something that's good for your mental, emotional, spiritual health, something that's good for your physical health. Great for your routine. How long should it take? However long it needs to. There is no magical amount of time for a morning routine evening, lunchtime routine, self-care routine. Lots of people can teach you how to do a morning, a self-care routine in five minutes. Mel Robbins' latest book, The High Five Habit, which I, I haven't read, but from all the interviews that I've heard from her, it's a very quick morning routine. For the second you get out of bed, it only takes a couple minutes, but it's designed to help you bolster your self-esteem to help you feel loved and cared for and safe and and start going through your day thinking, you know what? Yes, I am awesome. My morning routine takes three hours. I forgot to mention that I walk my dog 
it's not every day. I don't feel great about the fact that it's not every day, but there we are right now. If I, if I do get a dog walk in, it takes three and a half hours for me to go from the second I get up to the second that I start work. How do I have time for three and a half hours of morning routine? I go to bed really early. And then because I went to bed really early, I naturally wake up early and I'm a morning person. You might not be a morning person. I love early morning. I love when I get up before the sun. It's just, I love to see the sunrise. Love it. We have beautiful sunrises where we live and it brings me so much joy. It might not bring you joy. That's okay. (laughs) I know plenty of people who are successful and are happy and take great care of themselves, have good self-care routines, and they don't get up till nine o'clock. That's fine. Maybe you work second shift. You don't get up till noon. Awesome. But how do I have time for three and a half hours? I get up really early. I like it that way. I'm still able to start work by eight or 830. I I like that routine too, okay? What works for me might not necessarily work for you. Remember, becoming future you is all about figuring out what works for you. So how long should it take? However long it needs to. Might be five minutes, might be 50 minutes, doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, good for you for taking care of yourself. Please don't beat yourself up because it's not the right amount of time. Who cares? Who cares? Somebody on the internet said it should be 50 minutes. Who cares? They're not the boss of you. Other things or questions that I've had from coaching clients. I have had, uh, I've worked with some writers and I've had them say, well, you're supposed to get up and start writing immediately right away. And you're not supposed to do anything else. If you have to get a glass of water, fine, get a glass of water. But otherwise, sit down and start writing right away. (sighs) You already know what I'm going to say to this, but I, I do wish that I could have a conversation with Anyone who is spreading this around, if you're spreading this around, stop telling people they have to do it this way. Some people are nighttime writers. Some people write better after they exercise. This doesn't just apply to writing either. It's all creative pursuits. Some people don't think best first thing in the morning. Their brain is not on. And And this coaching client that I was talking to, she said, you know, I feel really bad because my morning routine really takes almost an hour before I sit down to write. But I've tried the other way and I really, I've got to take my heart pill first thing in the morning. And in order to take it, I have to eat something. I'm like, oh my gosh, please take your heart pill. I mean, are you, It's not fair. It's not fair the pressure that we put on ourselves or that others have put on us with the way it should be. Have a lunchtime routine. That's fine as long as you're still doing the self-care. And I already told you, you are doing some self-care. We're just trying to stack it onto things that you're already doing. What else do I hear sometimes? Uh, We talked about if I leave my bed, the animals want to be fed. Fine, feed the animals. I can meditate just as well. May I can meditate better if my cats and dog have been fed and they are not hovering over me 
while I sit on the floor and try to meditate. If you don't like mornings, do it some other time. If um, now let me let me throw this one in. I can't do my morning routine. I can't do a self-care routine because my family's always there. I'm I don't want to put words in people's mouths. But my family's always there annoying me. Okay, I get that. Mm, the solution you're most often going to hear is to get up earlier or stay up later than them. And that is just because it is the simplest thing to do. Get up when they're not up and then they cannot annoy you because they're still sleeping. Maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you stay up later than them. Maybe neither one of those options work for you. So you leave your house or you hide in your car. You can meditate in your car in the garage. You can hide in the bathroom and just pretend like you need to be in the bathroom for a while. Turn on the fan, turn on the shower, turn on as much noise as you can so you can't hear the little scratch, scratching of paws at the door or human hands. Mom, are you in there? Okay, sometimes you have to hide from your family to get your self-care in and that's okay. But what is not gonna be to your benefit is I had a coaching client tell me that she had finally carved out an hour for herself every day for a self-care routine, but she had done it by sleeping an hour less. That's not going to help you. Um, sleep and getting an appropriate amount of sleep for you, which for most adult humans is seven and a half to nine hours a night. Getting enough sleep is going to be the greatest form of self-care you can do. So if right now your life is a level of crazy that you don't know how to rein in and I'm like, set up a self-care routine. You're like, Mel, I only have five minutes. That's fine. I did an episode recently about five-minute habits and I will link to it in the description. If you only have five minutes, that's fine. You can find five minutes for self-care and remember you're already doing other things. You're showering, you're brushing your teeth. You're already doing some elements of self-care. But don't steal from your sleep because the first thing that you can do that will have the greatest impact is to start improving your sleep and to start getting enough quality sleep. Okay, so self-care routine. The only question you need to ask is, is this a favor for future me? And that's how you start building things in your routine. You'll notice I have things in here that I don't like doing. Don't like. Big time favor for future Mel if I do my planks. You know when I feel motivated to exercise? Halfway through my workout. <laughs> but I put it in here because I know it's good for me and I, I have it as part of my routine. And when I have this whole package of a routine, I am most likely to do all of it. If I do some of it, I'm likely to do all of it. Okay. And the journaling is fun and I like it. The wobbles for my chiropractor, easy. Praying, natural, no problem. I start my routine with things I'm likely to do, things that I want to do, things that are not a huge barrier. And I put the exercise at the end when I'm most motivated to do it, but also, whew, Almost to the end of the routine, I just got to do this and then I get to shower. Yay, I can do it. So self-care, you know it's important. 
You already know that when you don't take care of yourself, you can't take as good a care of other people around you. Now you've learned that not taking care of yourself is like having bad breath that affects everyone and everything. So ask yourself, how can I set up a self-care routine that's doable for me, that will make me feel good, that will be favors for future me and not worry about how long it's supposed to be, when I'm supposed to do it, whether or not I'm allowed to feed my animals first. Do what works for you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.